Welcome to a new episode of It's Not That Bad Podcast. I'm Fern here with Dom. Hey. And we're in our first first week? Second week. Second? No. First full week, right? First full week. Um, Halloween Halloween time. This is Halloween time. This is Halloween time. That's my favorite song. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, just... Since we're on the top, the topic, let's just, we've been meaning to talk for this, talk about this for a long time. Yeah. We've had this conversation many a times. Uh-huh. But we need to put it out on the table so everyone knows where we stand and where everyone should stand. Okay. Nightmare Before Christmas is a Christmas movie. Yes. It is not a Halloween movie. Yeah, it just has things based around Halloween. Can we split the difference and put it, and make it a Thanksgiving movie? Um, is there turkey in there? No, then no. <laughs> Although I think one of the doors isn't. It? Yeah, one there's the a doors, turkey. Yeah, but there's also like well the Easter egg yeah. and then I think there's like a heart too, right? I think so. Oh, whatever. You have you you have both camps who will mm-hmm. say, "Oh, it's this or that," or you have people who, of course, like, "No, it's a movie that it's a transition movie." You you watch it for both Christmas and Halloween. No, bitch, it is a Christmas movie through and through. For some reason, even though it is a Christmas movie, as soon as it deals with anything different, then all of a sudden it's that movie too. Yeah, right. But it's not. It's a Christmas movie. At the end, he's trying to save Christmas because, you know, some, I don't know, some bad thing happened or whatever. But Jack Skellington is trying to save Christmas. Not Halloween, Christmas. The only time that Halloween really comes up is the beginning. And then he was like, hey, maybe we could do this for next year. And everyone's like, I don't get it because we're evil because we're, we're like Halloween. He's like, the fuck's wrong with you guys? <laughs> but we just gotta yeah. flat out say that it's not a Halloween movie. There's a Christmas movie. And there's oh. nothing wrong with it being a Christmas movie. It's a yeah. good Christmas movie. Well, because the whole point of the movie is that he wants it to be Christmas, right? Yeah. Like instead of Halloween. Yeah. So like yes. It really some- evolves around Christmas and Christmas themes. It's just it's coming from you could have had this with uh, Valentine's Day, right? Mm-hmm. Or Easter or whatever, right? Yeah. Some, you know, the Easter bunny is like, I wish I could, you know, mm-hmm. fly. I wish people loved me as much as they love Santa or yeah. whatever dumb shit. So I'm going to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> but, we're, yeah, we just want to put it out there because there's always talk. Well, yeah, Dom, let's take it to the news. This is the fucking news. So, did you see that James Gunn might be not only writing Suicide Squad 2, but also directing? He's in talks right now. What do you think about that? Is Batista going to go? I don't know. They haven't said so far. Because I think that literally like just like happened like today. You think it'll make Suicide Squad 2 better? No. Well, look at... They got Joss Whedon to do Justice League, and it did not help that movie at all. Yeah. Um, the characters are the thing where it's like, they weren't nothing special for me, right? I mean, 
Yeah, Vort's name is Harley Quinn, and yeah, she's like hot. And um, Will Smith, it's like it's Will Smith, so I kind of just like him no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But no one really kind of like there wasn't no one where I was like, yeah, that's that's my guy. That's my favorite. You know, it was just more of like a group, like, uh, you know, people or whatever. Right. Even if James Gunn did come and James Gunn up the movie, I don't think it would do much different. They might have better comedy. Yeah. Do you um, think it's still going to be kind of like meh? But yeah, because I feel like they still want a Suicide Squad movie. They're going to have yeah. big explosions and a bunch of shitty action scenes. And if anything, James Gunn always puts music in his movies anyways, right? So what if it gets worse? What that's if there's true. like 42 songs? That's, that's completely true. James Gunn. Is that guy who comes and spices up the movies, right? Mm-hmm. He's a guy who's supposed to take the original Suicide Squad, the dark and brooding, and you know, oh, it's all oh, suicidal, yeah, and make it fun. But they made it so fun and silly already. What is he gonna do? I don't know. This is really like a, a place where it's like I don't really know what's the benefit of having him there. I'm not saying it's not going to be any better or any worse. I just, I think at that point, it's like, if you're going to get James Gunn, why don't you just give him something new? Right, like give him a whole new thing to to work on, like a whole new like property. If you're going to bring him in, then give him something new to, to play with. I don't see any benefit of him directing or writing for Suicide Squad 2. He might make it a better movie. And I'll honestly, making a better movie than the last one is probably not that hard. At the same point, you could probably get a dozen other directors in there to also make a better movie than the last Suicide Squad movie and save him for something great, you know? You know what he's been able to do over at Marvel with the group of nobodies? What's to say that he can't do the same here? Mm I don't know. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. AMC's A-list has um, 400,000 subscribers in the first three months. They said their whole service has, like, in just 14 weeks, it's got 400,000 customers. For that $20, you think MoviePass now is just going to... Because I haven't heard anything really updates with MoviePass. I mean, we've talked about it before, but I think it's just going to go away now, right? Yeah. AMC did exactly what they should have done, just, I think, late to the game. I think the only thing was is that... Movie Pass came so fast that they probably weren't even thinking about it. If you've been following any of this stuff, then you know that AMC and Movie Pass have worked together in the past. Yeah, right? but it was ne- but Movie Pass was never what they were up until what late last year. Yeah. So yeah, you could say that. But I feel like over the last couple of years, they've talked about audience. Um, mm-hmm. and you know, how engaged they are at movie theaters, how some people want an alternative to be like, Oh, I don't want to go to the movie theater. It's too expensive. Blah, blah, blah. It's time consuming, whatever. Right. I mean, this is just, you know, me speculating, but I feel like they could have saw something like this coming. I mean, you know, look at all, everything turning into a subscription anyways, and they could have went ahead of the ball game and, and, and really be like the trendsetters. 
But Movie Pass came so fast and was like ten dollars. Yeah, ten dollars any movie you want. Fuck, fuck it. That's thirty days move. Thirty exactly. days for movies. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think for a lot of these places they were just like, oh yeah, but that's just that's not, you know, it's not gonna pan out. And then of course they kept going, they kept going, and then it it wasn't till later when everyone like you know Regal did the thing. Or um, not Regal. Um, Cinemark. Cinemark did the thing where they have, hey, was it one movie a month? Yeah, you or get something? one movie a month, <clears throat> and then you get twenty percent off concessions all the time, and then any ticket you buy, you get no no, you don't get charged fees for any ticket you buy online. So if the ticket is eight ninety nine, and you buy it online through Cinemark, it's eight ninety nine. No extra or fees. Or if it's Ten fifty, you still get it for eight ninety nine. I think so, right? Yeah, yeah. So that was a that was a good starting point for them. And AMC, they did have the premium stubs mm-hmm. or whatever, which you get with this the uh, A list. But that was see that was actually a good idea because they said, well, you know, people don't like spending so much money on movies and concessions. So they gave you something like that where they gave you benefits of like, yeah, yeah, you get $5 movies, you get you get points back or money back, you you know, you get concessions for cheaper, sometimes free, whatever, right? And that worked. Like I told you when I had it, the first year I had it, I I saved so much money. And that was for me going for the movies. I wouldn't say a lot, but like regularly, you know. Imagine someone who went to the movies like once a week. Yeah. They would be saving a ton of fucking money. So it's like, so you get three movies in a week, any format, including IMAX, for nineteen ninety five a month. Yeah. That's not bad. 20, 20 bucks, and you get to see three <laughs> movies a week. Three movies a week is good. If you don't get your three movies in, it's okay. You still have three movies the next week. Yeah. <laughs> so perfect. You're, yeah, you're fine. What I think MoviePass failed to do was to, with, to, in working with these theater chains, especially like Harkins, what they could have totally done is worked with Harkins and they could have been like, look, as their selling point is like, look, I know, I know you mark up the tickets a little bit so you can make money, right? But your money is mainly made at like concessions. That's the thing, because that's what someone was saying. Um, more people seeing movies means more food sales. And that's where AMC makes like its most its money. Yeah, because if you've been paying attention to AMC's, they've been adding the food, like the oh, concession yeah. stuff. Yeah, um, not everything is a dine-in, but like they'll have. Now you can go to places instead of just getting like, oh, it's a big ass pretzel. It's like no, you could get like hamburgers and like see because pizza and shit like that. If I got a movie for free, so I'm not paying for the movie, paying the however much for, especially at a dine-in theater because it's more expensive. I'm not paying that price. I'm just going to be like, okay, I'll get something then. Yeah. I'm actually going to buy Instead something. Of spending my $10 on a movie that I was going to pay for, I have $10 to buy whatever I want. Yeah, and that, that makes me want to buy something more. I'm like, okay, cool. That movie that I was going to put towards that. Like, yeah, I still already spent 20 bucks, but like spending just over $30 to see a, a movie, it's fine. In mid-August, there were some... 260,000 A-list subscribers. The number spiked from 175,000 in late July just as MoviePass raised its price from 995 to 1495 a month and limited the number of films a person can see to three titles monthly. 
So would you rather pay an extra $5 to get three movies a week? I'm pretty sure I would. Yeah. In all honesty, if if Movie Pass was $15 a month for 10 movies, or yeah. not even, let's say five movies, yeah, that's still a good deal. Yeah. It's plain, straight up, still a good deal. That's three dollars. No restrictions. A I mean, you might have some restrictions because you know, yeah, some places will be like, oh, well, you can't use these D box seats or whatever. Fine. Yeah, fine. But if I'm if I'm still able to use it, like at a Cinemark and a AMC and a Harkins, and yeah, that is a great deal because you're paying fifteen dollars for five movies. But how many people? I mean, literally, how many people go to five movies a month? And fifteen dollars. That's for some places around the country, that is a, a movie ticket. Yeah. Movie Pass, they shocked the system by saying, oh, yeah, nine ninety nine, any movie, 30 days, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. And then it caught up to them so fast where they're like, we're not planning out, or it's not planning out exactly how we want to, so we're going to keep making changes. Now we're making more changes. Now we're making more changes. Now we're making I, more I changes. I think that's the problem is that they kept changing things. They just kept changing. And that's yeah. like you need to you need to have stuck with something. Like it's 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 different if it's like, okay, this change or this change, but it was like from here to here to now you're back there to no wait, now you're here. Wait, are you are you back here? Wait, no, wait, what happened? Didn't you weren't you just here? How are you over there again? Wait, <laughs> that's where that's where they fucked up. AMC, good for AMC. I really hope AMC keeps it up. Yeah, because now I'm like, now I'm thinking of probably just going and getting it. Yeah, and I, I honestly think if this works out for AMC, I think they should do another tier. I think they should do a family tier. Yeah. And then they should do like a single tier where you could do maybe a movie a week. Even that, a movie a week for 12 bucks. That's fine with me because... Yeah, I can see three movies. Like, I, if I really wanted to, I could squeeze in. But, like, the most, at most, I would see maybe a movie a week. Maybe two, just because I have it. But I, I wouldn't see three yeah. movies. Yeah, I, I really hope that they just continue what they're doing. I think what they're doing is awesome. Like I said, I, I've said this a long time ago. <laughs> that AMC should have done this. That Harkin's probably going to do it. And that there's probably going to be other movie theaters around the country that are going to start focusing on their own murdered Silas, buried his body in the field, and dragged Molly from the house, hanging her in the farm's apple orchard. cardio I have to do. It's ridiculous. There's that whole thing of making it look like you're walking. And everybody else is running their ass off. Everybody thinks we just wake up one morning and start obsessing about a girl and start stalking her, killing everybody that gets in the way. That does seem to happen a lot with you guys. <laughs> that boy, he's going to be the best yet. There are 11 exits from the first floor. Another eight or nine that might be manageable from the second floor. <laughs> All the obvious weapons, I've sabotaged. Why 
Why are you doing that? We're not going to have this conversation. Oh, why? What, you Get in the van. Yes. You have no idea who you're dealing with. So how will this play out? How will this work? You won't like what you see. I promise you that. I'm so happy. Make sure you're getting this. Go! Oh, start now. We got film in those cameras, boys. No! Cannot stand here and let this happen. Don't you get it? We're in this now. We're part of this equation. We're right where he wants us. All of us. You have to tell me. What happens to me? Behind the mask. The Rise of Leslie Vernon takes famous slasher films you know and throw them into reality. With this 2006 mockumentary written and directed by Scott Glosserman, the film takes a look at the next big mass murderer, Leslie Vernon. A man once cast his death as a child, Leslie is set to reappear on the anniversary of his death. But unlike past murderers, he's allowed a film crew to see his rise to become the next big thing in mass murderers. The filmmakers are set to show all the inner makings of a mass madman, from showing how and when to strike, to the work it takes to set up and make the perfect it girl. The crew wants to film and follow Leslie from the beginning to the end, but is it the right choice? No. It's not? No. Obviously, no. Oh, I don't know if I watched the right movie. I'm just joking. I know what you're talking about. Pretty good? Pretty good. The best horror film in the last 25 years? No, but... It's still pretty good. I mean, it's a great look at like, hey, these are the staples of the the genre. And it's not like, it's more satirical than anything. It's more like, you could kind of laugh at it, but like, it's not meant to be like, ha 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 ha. Oh my God, I'm laughing. Ha 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 ha. I think there was some points where it was too funny because Mm. when they, they make the whole slasher genre real life. Yeah. <clears throat> and you start to think of these people as real people, which uh-huh. is funny within itself. But I think there's cues. I think there's little cues in there that are supposed to make you laugh out loud. For instance, I laugh super hard when it's when they first get into like the the fight because she goes and talks to the the girl when he tells her not to, and they meet up to, oh, yeah. to, um, to like say sorry when they're pulling up. You know, they're in this, like, old, you know, 70s van or whatever. Uh-huh. And this, like, mask murderer, he's driving a Prius. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I know that it's a little it's a little thing, but it's so funny. Because you're supposed to imagine, I think you're supposed to imagine someone like a Michael Myers yeah. do the same thing. Yeah. You know? Obviously, like, this movie was... I think this movie was ahead of its time i'm not saying that it being made back then was bad or anything i'm just saying that i think the appreciation for it could have been more grand being made like within the last couple of years because like we talked about before horror now has become bigger than maybe it has been in the past yeah and this movie it it's done really well it's very smart it's it's silly without being dumb yeah. because 
like the I love how they're filming and then it goes to the like the movie, the cinematic. Yeah, right? that's what I like too. Like, because they're like, oh, like, oh, we're just filming this, whatever. Then all of a sudden it turns into the movie. It's very cinematic. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like like in the library where the old lady starts to tell a story and stuff like that. It's mm-hmm. like, yeah, because that does happen in the movie. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's so it's funny because it's just like <laughs> Yeah, but in reality, it's just like this crazy guy. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, I like the, like, in the beginning where they talk about um, Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. And they're like, sir, sir, like, do you have anything to say about your neighbors? And it's that uh, Kane. It's Kane Hodder. Yeah. She's yeah. <laughs> like, no, that's Jason. It's Jason. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. When I first, when I first saw the movie, I thought it was awesome. Like, it's yeah. just it's so fun. It's like funny, but it's really cool because you're seeing these like tropes come to life. For, yeah. But it's all for a reason. I don't know. I just I really like this film. I thought it was awesome. It's not you. Obviously, you could tell that there's a there's a couple of times where it's like uh, if you just had a little better budget, mm-hmm. this movie would have been a lot better. Yeah. But I mean, I I try not to fault movies for that you know it's it's okay i mean it's not really about like the way that like it looks and like the way like it, the budget and all that because that, like as we've found out like in doing with movies and all that like it's not about like what kind of camera you have it's just like what kind of story you can tell yeah it's a it's such a original concept yeah where you know i, I think I think if when you write it down on paper, it's like uh, kind of sounds stupid. <laughs> but when you watch it, it's like oh, cool. And then and then you come to realize like, so all of this shit is was real. Like he talks about Chucky being real. Yeah, <laughs> you know Freddy Krueger and stuff like that. And it makes you think like, huh? I wonder what they're doing right now. But yeah, no, I I I I personally think that for being like an original horror film. Mm-hmm. This is probably like one of the best. Yeah. There's there's films that I think take liberties that you know make them I guess fairly original, but this one it's like it's such an easy concept that I don't think a lot of people thought about at first. But the reason why we did this movie is because what we do in the shadows. What we do in the shadows is a mockumentary about mainly monsters. So that there's a difference. But it brings them into reality, yeah. and that's where I think that these two movies are the same, but still very different. Let's go, let's go! It's been like this the whole time, Deacon on dishes and it still hasn't moved in five years. You're a cool guy, but you're not pulling your weight in the flat. Oh, I'm glad to hear that I'm cool. No, that's not the point though. Yeah, you're missing no, I the know. Point. Not a I know. flat meeting about how cool you are. When you get three vampires in a flat, obviously there's going to be a lot of tension. Viago was an 18th century dandy. A ghost cop. Vladislav is a bit of a pervert. This is my torture chamber. Deacon's like the young bad boy of the group. I'm supposed to pay rent, but I don't. The trouble with being a vampire is you 
have to be invited in. We need some fresh blood. Hi, my name is Nick. I've been a vampire for two months. My friend Rich is a bouncer. He'll invite us in. Gentlemen, you are most welcome. <laughs> Nick is so much fun. I'm a vampire. Vampire! Such a dick. Nick, oh. why don't you use the front door? You want to draw attention to this house, hmm? You've got a whole documentary crew following you around. You let a vampire hunt into our I don't house. Wait a minute, I just gave him my email. He doesn't... Kill you! I'm already dead! Not eat the camera guy, maybe one camera guy. Trying to take your legs. Wow. Don't swear. What are we? Werewolves, not swearwolves. When you're a vampire, you become very sexy. Ow! What We Do in the Shadows is a 2014 mockumentary about modern-day vampire life. Written, directed, and starring Taika Waititi and Jemaine Clement, a documentary film crew follows a group of vampires living in modern-day Wellington, New Zealand. The group opens up their lives to the crew, showing the hardships that come with being a vampire in today's world. Dealing with such things as having to find food, having a nightlife, companions, losing friends, werewolves, and even gaining an addition to the household. Things have changed a lot in the last few hundred years, but the vampires worldwide are adapting, meaning they're here to stay. For now. So what'd you think? This movie's hilarious. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it is. I guess at the time we didn't realize like how funny it was going to be. Yeah. But when you look at it now, it's like, oh, it's obviously going to be funny. Yes. Everything about this is just hilarious. The, f- the fact that not only did they take like, oh, it's, oh, they're just vampires living, you know, regular mm. days or whatever. But like they take like old school, like uh, what's it? Uh, Nosferatu. Yeah, Nosferatu type of vampire. <laughs> and then you do like the, like the medieval type yeah. of like. Um, like Dracula style. Yeah. And I don't know. It just, everything about it is so fucking funny. I feel like with this, you couldn't have had it any other way but a mockumentary because the mockumentary style, I think, makes it 10 times more funny. Yeah. I think every part of this movie is great. Mm-hmm. Um, the vampire or the vampires versus a werewolf thing was great. Mm hmm. I actually thought they were going to be friends at first, but then it's like, oh, they hate each other. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess. Yeah, that makes sense because like that's all lore, you know? Yeah. I like when they're chaining themselves. Why did you wear jeans? Like You know you're going to burst out of those. You know you like, get so oh, huge. My wife was washing and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but you know how big you get. <laughs> you saw, is this a bike lock? Why did you, you get a witch car? He's like, well, because last time I lost the key. <laughs> Oh, jeez. It's funny because it's it's kind of the same thing you said with Behind the Mask where you think about, so what are they doing during during this time or whatever, right? So it's like because they they tell you like not only do vampires and werewolves exist, but like zombies. So it's like what are the the zombies doing like when they're not like 
going around like killing right demons demons yeah. demons exist yeah I, I think they're i think they mean i think with this one it's supposed to be all like monsters yeah which is kind of cool because it's like oh i wonder like i wonder what what is existing in this world yeah i wish they would do a part two and they've kind of stated that they would do a part two but well i guess they showed the first episode of the of the, the, TV, the, the show? TV show at Comic Con, and they said that it was really good. Like it's hilarious. And even though they change things, like I guess instead of so it's like it's still three roommates, but like it's one and then like a couple, and then like them dealing with stuff. They said that it's like it's still like hilarious. Yeah, no, I like I like the fact that this idea has stuck around to where you said they they made a TV show. They did talk about doing a part two where it's going to be werewolves. Yeah, because they were going to call it werewolves, right? But like W H E R E werewolves. Everything in the movie is great. The 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 comedy, the acting, the the. What was he saying? He's all come to me. Come to me. Come to me. He looks over. Come to me. <laughs> um, I, and I like that. I like that they have the little tropes. You know, mm. the the whole like. I like how they have to be invited in. Yeah. Too. I just say how like they can't get in the clubs because they got to get invited in. <laughs> Nobody like, wants to invite yeah. them. <clears throat> or um, like well, he made like a joke about garlic or something like that. Yeah. I love that part where the cops come in. Yeah. He's like, hey, you're not going to see anything out of the ordinary. Out of the ordinary. And the whole time he's just like, yeah, you don't have a, you don't have a. Um, yeah, because he think he's going to. Because he's like, oh, I don't know. My hypnotism is like not that strong. Yeah. And like it might slip at any time. <laughs> and you think, hey, what's that up there? It's like, you don't have a smoke detector. <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. And then they go downstairs and he's like, just right out. No smoke detector. <laughs> <laughs> See that that the paint right there? Yeah, it's flammable. You know, you could start a fire. Yeah, I don't know. I I just love this movie. It's it's so funny. It's it's hard to talk about it because the movie itself, it's everything in the movie working together, mm. what makes it funny. Well, even when it gets to the end, you want it to keep going, like because when it got to the end, I was like, again, because like seeing this for like another time, I was like. I just want to see more. I love them. They're hilarious. Great movie. Yeah. But um, the reason why, I mean, obviously the reason why I want to talk about these two is because they're two takes, they're two horror takes um, of a mockumentary, mm-hmm. which I think with horror, especially because with horror, people think a lot of times that horror has to be a certain way. They have to have certain things in there. So you get these movies that are very different but are still the same. Yeah. You know, I mean I mean you could watch uh an insidious movie now and get it mixed up with some other I don't know, the nun, you know, for instance. Mm-hmm. Where it's yeah, of course they're different, but for some reason it just starts to feel the same, you know. And when you take something like a mockumentary, which is very much you know, kind of one way to do it, right? Yeah. I mean, you, you're filming something as if it was a documentary. So you think that, oh, okay, it's a documentary. It's like a horror documentary, mockumentary, whatever. 
you think it, you know, you would think that these movies would turn out to be the same, but they're not. They're completely different. Well, the similarities is it's their mockumentaries that are taking these these myths, these legends, and they're making them real. You know, you know, you think in this in this universe, you have Michael Myers and Jason be real, and in yeah. this other universe, you have vampires and werewolves be real. But then you just you you paint them more and like obviously they're gonna do what they're gonna do, right? Killers are gonna kill, vampires are gonna vamp yeah but you you know you you just show them like hey this is everyday life and that and that's i think where the funny parts come in like with behind the mask you you it's funny to me when you see the scene where the girl she's like taking the trash out and she gets scared and runs away right but then you see how they set it up and it's just it's just fish wire yeah (laughs) you know (laughs) And like that, like that stuff, you know, that's that then it turns into like the movie and that's how it's done. Right. Then with vampires, like it's funny because it's like, oh, they're vampires and all this stuff, but they can't go to the club <laughs> because mm-hmm. they don't, they're, they're not cool enough to get invited in and stuff like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, like obviously other than being mockumentaries, I kind of want to talk about it because I like, I think it's, I think they're both funny in their own right. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. I think Behind the Mask is meant to be funny, but not hilarious. Yeah, it's meant to have those those parts where you laugh, where it's like, huh, funny. That's why. That's why I say Behind the Mask is more satirical. It's more to be like, yeah, yeah see, like this is get it because it's like it, it, we're we're turning this around. We're 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 commenting on this, but like what we do in the shadows is more like these are the tropes, but this is why like it's funny. Get it like. Because we're like we're showing you like, hey, this is like what they would do like in their personal life, like type yeah. of thing. Like the the fact that they don't have mirrors. Yeah, like they <laughs> they can't see what they would look like dressed up, so yeah. they have to like draw the pictures. <laughs> Two movies that are great in their own right. These are where you know where you start. Behind the Mask has like a fandom. Yeah. Now where people just want to see it. They've teased a part two for like. Basically ten years now, and he they did do like a comic sequel, yeah, like yeah. called the Return of Leslie Vernon, yeah, because people want it, like that's you yeah. know that's what they want. I'd, and, I'd see that, and there's a reason why. It's because this movie did something where it's like I said, the idea is so simple, but no one thought about it. Yeah, and it doesn't matter that the movie isn't you know made with. You know, fifty million dollars. Like it didn't need it. It could have helped from it. <laughs> you know, if the budget was a little bit higher, the kills could have been a lot cooler. And in all, in all honesty, if 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 they wanted to remake this movie, you would still have to have someone of the same creative team, mm-hmm. and you would have to have a way bigger budget. Yeah, because with the way bigger budget, you would be able to to get like really cool uh, kill scenes, right? And and you know, maybe this is just a typical horror fan, but there's just something in like a really good yeah. kill. You know, like that's it's basically why you watch slasher films because you want to see kind of 
this killer kill. Hey, you want to see him kill? Oh yeah. yeah. <clears throat> and a good kill, it's like fuck yeah. Just like a like when someone hits a good like when you're watching wrestling and someone hits a a, a, a good move, you're just mm. like damn, that's tight. Yeah, that's true. S- same thing with same thing with the uh, mask murderer killing someone. You're just yeah. like damn, they just did that. Like Jason, was it uh, Jason X? Jason is it Space One, right? Yeah, Jason X is the one in space. Where he, where he's like, he has the, is it the one girl in there, and he's just, and, uh, it's funny, it's stupid, but it's it's memorable. Yeah, I think if they were to remake it, just remake it, you know, I mean, just because I feel like if they had a little more money to make this, it could have just turned out that much better. Yeah. But what you have now is already great. So it, it would, but it would be cool to see them remake it to see like what they would do. But I would still want the. Like the same creative, or at least like most of the same creative team, because they're the ones who brought this idea up. Like they were like, "Hey, let's do this." That's true. Um, and then what we do in the shadows is you have a bunch of amazing creators <laughs> coming together, and are like, "Hey, let's just make something super fucking funny because we're really talented." Yeah. And I mean, you know, obviously you have like. Uh, uh, was it Flight of the Concords, whatever, right? Uh-huh. That's that's within the South. But, I mean, look at Taika Waititi. Who would have thought, what, f- three years from then, he'd be like, oh, yeah, this guy is the next guy to watch in Hollywood. Look at what he did. Like, he's amazing. Yeah, because I think even before, like, doing Thor, like, he only did this and then Hunt for the Wilder People, right? Yeah, and then he, I think his, like, first film was, like, an indie film. Yeah, and people were already saying, like, just with those films, it's like, yeah, this guy needs to do something. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because none of these films were big, <laughs> big, no. like, movies. <laughs> but, you know, he went out and made Thor Ragnarok, and it's fucking amazing, so. Yeah. Good films, backed hard, definitely watch both. So this week's segment, since since we're on the topic of like slashers and like all that, I was go- we were gonna talk about like film franchises in the slasher genre, and which one's probably like the best one. I I was having like a hard time because I was like, well, like where do you draw the line? What what do you include? What don't you include? Because I was like, because there were some films where it's like you can't include this because it doesn't have as many like it has like one off. Like, um, The Ring or something. Because, like, it has, like, what, three movies maybe? But, like, then again, it's not like a... It's not like a bigger impacting franchise than, like, a thir- uh, like a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the 13th, right? And But then there are some that you should include that are, like... Well, like, if you're going to include that, right? So, like, the list of films that I got was um, Alien... Friday the 13th, Halloween, A Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream, and The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, what's the best out of those? Well, the list was so much longer, like, because, yeah, that's what I, that's, yeah. I had to, like, go through and I was like, well, like, no to this one, right? No to, like, Pumpkinhead because, like, yes, it has a bunch of, like, sequels, but at the same time, they all feel different. You could say that they're the same franchise, but are they really? But, like, some of them I was, like... Because I was thinking of it as a franchise, right? 
because you got to think of like not just like as the mon like as the, either the monster or the slasher like you got to think of it as the franchise like it's staying power it's like lasting like impression for like pop culture and all that that's what i went with i mean to be honest you could add a lot more but i mean if we're just talking about just the, f- the like best. franchise yeah like i said like staying power and all that so like <clears throat> scream I mean, it's had four films. I know that they, they kind of wanted to do a whole nother trilogy, right, to it, with the fourth one being the first one. But then, unfortunately, Wes Craven um, passed away. So they couldn't do another se- like another sequel. I feel like they kind of didn't want to because it was like, he's directed all of them, and they're just like, well, no, we can't do another one. And, like, there's a show... I don't it's know. It's not the same. It's not the same. And they're great in their own. There's not like a terrible screen film, but like it doesn't have a through like, like, yeah, the ghost face killer. Right. But it's like, yeah, but if we say that, then I think you'd have to say the same thing for uh, Jason and the same thing for Michael Myers, <laughs> the same thing for, I think maybe Freddy Krueger could be okay with it. Cause I think, He's always kind of been Freddy Krueger. Because, I mean, we talked about this. Where's, like, how many timelines does Halloween have now? Oh, that's true. And Michael Myers, or, uh, and Jason, I mean, it's like. Essentially, every movie's kind of like its own. <laughs> yeah. After, I think, after. What's the. Oh, the final nightmare or whatever. No, not final nightmare. Final Friday or whatever. The, like the fourth one, I think. I think after that, it was supposed to be intended to be like, oh, like it's still it's still Jason, but it's like, wink, 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 get it? It's like, it's Jason. Wink, wink, wink. So, I don't know. I've, I'm just saying, if you, if you follow that logic, then that also. But see, like, I wouldn't just like throw those movies away. Like that, but but that's but I'm saying if you're following that logic, because I know, didn't they have a lot of, if not most of like the same cast through the whole movie of Scream? Yeah, like the same, like survivors. Yeah, yeah, and it was it did it did change, but it was continuing. That's true. It just we never got to finish it, which sucks. But I would say if you're looking at that, it probably had a better through line than most of these horror films. That's true because it actually did have a through line. <laughs> I would say for sure though, I think Texas Chainsaw should be up there cuz when I'm when I'm really looking back at it, like we're talking about we're talking about staying power. We're talking about like uh, notoriety. We're talking about kind of just it being a classic in general. Like everyone knows like like the 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 chainsaw and like him and just you know going crazy it's it's an image it's a, just like with with Jason and his mask and and Michael Myers and his mask and Freddy Krueger and his mask oh wait uh. no but you know what I mean like yeah. it's very iconic his look is very iconic and if we're talking about the movies i mean other than the last what two or three where it kind of got muffled they were, they were very very watchable. Mm-hmm. I I would say I would say. This is a bold statement, but I, I'm just coming out of my own head. I would say that there's probably more watchable, Texas Chainsaw movies than there is Friday the Thirteenth movies. 
Because yeah. Friday the 13th, I feel like it very much went like, whoa. It's, it's literally whoa. a roller coaster. Because when I think about the Friday, because there's 12, if you include the remake, right? It's, yeah. Because then there's Freddy vs. Jason also. Um, it's so up and down. Because, like, yeah, the first Friday the 13th, because, like, it's like, it doesn't really, it doesn't have anything to do with Jason. Well, it does, but, like, it's just his mom. Like, Jason doesn't come in until the second one. And even then, he doesn't get his mask till the third one. And so, like, all the things you associate with with Jason, like, even the machete, like, they don't come into play, like, till later. And, like, even then, it's like... Because the ones that I think of that are more memorable are, like, the middling ones where it's, like, uh, where he's, like, fighting... What's his name? Oh, the one who's he's he's the one who's like he was raped by Michael Jackson. What's his name? Corey Feldman. Like those ones are like the ones that I think when I, when you think of Jason, you're probably thinking of those ones. And then like the one where he's fighting Carrie, and like she rips open his mask. Like those are more memorable ones. I don't know. So would you would you take off Friday the Thirteenth? You know what. I think I would. Okay. So now it's down to Alien, Halloween, A Nightmare on Elm Street, and Scream. So out of all these movies, I would say that obviously I think Scream was the most like you're getting what you're getting every single time mm. with every movie. But I w- I w- with Alien, it's hard to say because I feel like it's somewhat the same too. They just kind of took liberties here and there with certain characters and like, like how there's a queen all of a sudden. Or something yeah, like that. and it's it's hard because I feel like Halloween and and Nightmare on Elm Street are obviously they're somewhat the same, but it's I don't know because because see with Nightmare on Elm Street you kind of got. Freddy Krueger through mm-hmm. the whole yeah series yeah even though the, the movies were kind of here and there right? yes but even I mean if you look at the second Nightmare on Elm Street movie and you look at Freddy versus Jason it's kind of it's, it's kind still, of the same it's Freddy. Still Freddy and I mean you always you talk about the what was the one where it, it, the script comes to life or he comes to life uh, a new nightmare yeah I mean that's completely different from I mean, anything else right and that's, but it's, that's literally Wes Craven's like proto scream yeah and he still made it work yeah with Halloween I mean I mean obviously we got though in like the third one <laughs> being yeah. like hey guys let's try this no oh yeah Here's Michael Myers. Yeah. But see, like, I would say, even with them being, like, not as great, there's still, like, movies that you'd watch, like, okay, well, let's put on Halloween 5, like, the Revenge <laughs> of Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, see, that's what, I'm, that's what I'm trying to get at, where it's, like... Because even if, like, you watch H2O, it's, my, yeah, it might slog for a little bit, but it's still got, like, some pretty good, like, moments where you're like, yeah, yeah. Especially towards the end when she's fighting, like she she sends them off to go like get help or whatever, and then she just is there fighting Michael Myers. That's pretty good. 
but he, and then even like because like because since it's the, it's the franchise and we we are including everything, we're gonna include the remakes. I mean, yeah, sure, maybe Halloween two, Rob Zombie's Halloween two isn't like great, but Halloween Rob Zombie's first one, I actually kind of like. I thought that was pretty good. Cause yeah, it's like more hillbillyish or whatever, whatever you want to say, redneck. But like, I thought it was a pretty good like look at like, see, this is what made him, and then like, he's just very brutal, like yeah. as a killer. And I mean, the new one probably looks like it's gonna be even better than that. Yeah. But if we're talking about the greatest, then the greatest means consistent. Consistent means that doesn't matter what you watch it's great right mm. you're, you're like entertained i feel like the only reason why alien can't be in there is because of alien 3 yeah uh not saying it's a bad movie but if you're going if you're going from the first to second and some people love the second more than the first but yeah that's fine here or there whatever right mm-hmm. but then you have then you have these like newer versions of this universe which like we said we love like Prometheus was great yeah. no it's not an alien movie but you know it's in the universe and Alien Covenant which obviously ties both in I think they're great and and I would be really stoked if they do uh, did another one because yeah, I, I love the storyline mm-hmm. it's it's resurrection right yeah that's the fourth one. No. There's, there's, so Alien Three and then Alien Resurrection is the one after that. Yeah, Alien Resurrection. I'm sorry, that's the one I'm thinking of. I think that's the one that really kind of stuck the nail, where it's like, hey guys, bam. And that's why he didn't do anything for, <laughs> yeah. or they didn't do anything yeah. with the property for until Prometheus, and he was like, see, like I wanted to tell something different, and you guys let it die. <laughs> let's just for the sake of it, take being Alien bad, off. Let's take Alien off. But here, here's my thing, though. I feel like for me, it should be, and maybe this this ties into, you know, who he is. But I think it's it's for me it's somewhere between Scream and and Nightmare. That we need to pit those two against each other yeah. type of thing. Because there's nothing wrong with Michael Myers. Like I said, this new this new movie, I feel like like you said you like the the first Rob Zombie one. Mm. I feel like this is just gonna be that but better yeah <laughs> i don't know if that's if that's a bad thing to say yeah. but it looks cool and the first halloween's iconic yeah you know and yeah i mean i remember i remember going and watching uh was it halloween what's the one where the it's the it's all like live streamed resurrection resurrection like i remember watching that and yeah i mean it's fine yeah but I think if we're if we're putting those together, I think that Nightmare beats out Halloween. You think so? I think, I think Nightmare has a better consistency, where you just like you said, you could put on any Halloween movie. I think you could do the same with uh, with Nightmare on Elm Street, but I think you'll still get consistency. So that's so where Halloween's I'm at. gonna go. I th- I think so. So now down to Nightmare on Elm Street and Scream. I think, and I think it's more because <clears throat> he's just more of like a, like what you would think of as like, this is a horror icon. And like you said, he's played it consistently. Look at what they did when they remade it and they changed the actor. A Nightmare on Elm Street would be as a better, like, and I know, like we've said, like Scream, 
is consistently like they all four films are great, right? And yeah, sure, it's like up but and down. But you can also but... look at it like like you said that was it New Nightmare was mm-hmm. like a prototype for Scream. Yeah. Well, then he was like, yeah, this is a great film. And then he still did Scream, and then yeah. he continued to do it. And he, to be honest, he could have probably done it and finished his the whole story like if he would have stayed alive. Yeah, so. if he didn't just go and die. So what does that say? I don't know. Does that mean that it's better? I mean, he did fight Jason. And see, like, I, even with he, that... Well, like, here's he, the problem is I want to go with Nightmare on Elm Street because for me it's more classic. It's, yeah. It's what I grew up with. It's the movies that we always watch. But when you look at it, it's like Scream does tell a better story. That's true. And it's still coming from the same mind, so it, it actually makes a lot of sense. Yeah. But also, I think it was a lot of Robert England who made... That's true. ...made out all the movies feel like the those movies. Like, there's a reason why this the remake, the last remake, didn't do so well. is because they were just what, like, um, what's it, who played him again? Um, um, Jackie O'Haley. Yeah. He's not a bad actor no. at all. Uh-uh. But there, there's just something there where you, when people say, oh, they took the character, that's them, they're the character... For me, this is what I'm getting at. I don't think you can make a proper Nightmare on Elm Street movie for another, like, 20 years. Probably. Because not only is he alive, but people know that he's alive and they know what he can do. And he's made that character so iconic. From the first movie to fucking Freddy vs. Jason. Yeah. And, and yes, obviously he's gotten more silly and whatever. Mm. But he still feels the same. I mean, look at... He came back for the Goldbergs to be Freddy. That's how iconic... Like, with... That's how associated with the character he is. So what does that say? <laughs> Should they just disqualify each other and we just say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre is probably, like, one of the greatest... Or is the greatest horror franchise? I would say that we just say maybe Wes Craven was on something else and he knew what he was doing. He just he just knew what it took to make a good horror film. Because have you ever seen Cursed uh, with Christina Ricci and um, oh Jesse Eisenberg? Y- yeah, it's not a great film like at all, but I love it. Like me and Stephanie, my my sister, we really love it. Like yeah. we love it a lot. I should watch it. I no, I know exactly what you're talking about. I don't think I've ever it's, seen it. It's it's written by Kevin Williamson too, the guy who wrote Scream. Hmm. Um, it's like I said, it's not great, but it's just it's Wes Craven. It's the guy who wrote Scream. It's a werewolf movie. It's it's got a lot of like funny parts too. And yeah, I know what people probably would be like Jesse Eisenberg. I don't really like that guy, but it's like he's actually not too bad in this movie. It's it's pretty. I say go out and see it. Like. It was during that time when Wes Craven was, like, it was post-Scream, and, like, he didn't really, like, and he, like, made, what was that one, Them or something? I never saw that one. But, like, where, like, he made some movies that, like, people were just like, oh, I don't know. Meh. They just wanted Scream. They just wanted, or another Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, to be honest, it's, it's, I want to go with Nightmare on Elm Street but I think Scream did a really great job, especially being, like, a later horror film. Yeah. You know? Uh, but at the same time, like, I kind of feel the same way about, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When I look back at it now and I'm really putting it all out there, it's like, it's actually a really, a really solid 
series, right? Like, just, like, all the movies. Yeah. Even, like I said, last two I can't say for sure. Or last one for sure I can't say for sure. The last two are kind of up in the air, but still, I think it's... I mean, even with the remake, look at, like, what they did. It was still a great film. Yeah. Because look at the other movies that have been remade. I think out of the, I think out of the classic remade ones, uh-huh. uh, Texas and Halloween have the better. Yeah. I don't know. How about we say all of them tie? There you go. Just go out and watch all of them. Yeah. So thank you for wasting your time. <laughs> um, it's a tie. So we appreciate you. It's a, how many franchises are out there? Way tie? Whatever franchise you come up with, it's a tie. Because horror is special for everybody. So thank you guys for listening. Yeah, thank you. Uh, hope you're enjoying our spooktacular, spookerific, spookasodes. <laughs> For October. Spooks-tober. <laughs> Haunt-tober. <laughs> if you guys want to um, give us a follow on our socials, it's yeah Instagram and Twitter at INTB underscore podcast. Or you can email us directly at imtbpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And yeah, uh, make sure if you go to our, you know, Instagram or Twitter or whatever, there's a link there to take you to uh, the Pippa page, and you could find all of our older episodes. Which we have a ton of older episodes of different horror films. Um, maybe uh, some some of them, you know, kind of older. But I think um, maybe next year we might revisit some of these horror films. Yep. Uh, maybe just films in general that you know in the beginning it was it was a different time in the beginning it was different so long ago you know man we were babies back then yeah we're just tiny little babies (laughs) and now we're all grown up but yeah until then you know keep listening and uh, remember guys it's not that bad it's not that